Hi, you're listening to Walking the Walk, a podcast from Drs. Kelly Yannick and Michelle Kinderman from Wellness Outside the Box, where they'll share tools, tips, and strategies from their own experiences so you can not only hear them talk the talk, but walk the walk. The mission of Wellness Outside the Box is to use traditional clinical therapies combined with experiential and adventure-based learning to take therapy off the couch and outside the box. Well, good morning. Good morning. And how are you today? I am doing good. It's a beautiful day. I could hear birds chirping in the background where you are. I have a lot of birds chirping. It's absolutely gorgeous out. I just want to be out here all day, so I'm very excited for our walk today. Me too. I just saw a beautiful butterfly fly by. Go ahead. I started to wear my my timing watch, so I'm going to actually be able to say how far we're walking on these walks. Uh, kind of cool because I, nice. we've been ending our pot. We've been ending our podcast with one mile at a time, and I'm like, you know what? I wonder how many miles we're actually walking. <laughs> so I am going to start to track that, so we can keep Fabulous. a running log of how many miles we are walking in our shoes. Yes, walking the walk and talking the talk. Yes. So this is your topic today. So why don't you talk? Why don't you start with what prompted your topic for today and what we're going to okay. be discussing? Um, I thought it might be helpful today to talk about difficult emotions. So I don't want to call them negative emotions or bad emotions. They're difficult emotions. Pain, grief, anger, fear. They're the opposite of what people think they're going to therapy for. You know, you go to therapy, you just want to find joy. You just want to find a sense of calm and peace. I was listening to this uh, TED Talk by a psychologist. Her name is Susan David, I think. And she was saying how she has clients come to her and they say, you know, I just, I don't want to feel sad anymore. I don't want to feel so tired of feeling angry. I don't want to feel angry anymore. And her line was, she told them, you have the goals of a dead person because, (laughs) which is true. Um, You know, feeling difficult emotions is just, it's part of being alive. And I think sometimes people might misinterpret what you and I are trying to do as this, you know, trying to find this false sense of positivity or trying to just be happy all the time. And I don't think that's what we're trying to do. Um, I know that's not what we're trying to do, but I think people can misinterpret the message sometimes. I'm going to start with just giving a generalized kind of example from my life that I was kind of having a crappy week last week. I was upset about things going on in the world. I was dealing with some grief issues, and it all just came crashing down on me at once. And I was going through the same thing. You know, I said, when am I going to be done with this grief? Why do I have to feel angry all the time? I was going through all that. And I reached out to friends. I reached out to my husband. And I thought I wanted them to make me feel better. And how do I stop feeling this? But what I realized is that I, I need to feel this. I need to feel it. I need to process it. I need to think about it. And doing that is the only way to move forward, to evolve, to learn, to grow, to appreciate the positive. So as a result, I have gone from being an angry sad last week, angry, frustrated sad, just sort of today, if it makes any sense, I feel like a kind of content sad. I feel like a peaceful sad. So I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel much calmer. I still have the sadness. I still have the grief, but I feel more at peace with it. And in fact, it I've realized 
that only by feeling those things, feeling the difficult emotions, can we grow and really fully find out what brings us joy and gain new experiences. For example, even during my walk today, I saw a sign for horseback riding. And I reminded myself, I love animals. I love animals. I feel good with animals. I just love being around animals. And so I took a picture of the sign, and I thought, wouldn't that be fun to do with my son? Give him, take him away from his freaking video games, his computer time, his technology, because he also loves animals, and go horseback riding. So I, I don't think that would have occurred to me if I hadn't been in kind of a sad, contemplative kind of place. Mm-hmm. Um, so feeling those feelings, allowing those feelings leads you to more joy in the end, more experience, more insight. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Kelly? So I think that makes a lot of sense. And I, I want to go back to something when you were talking. You mentioned processing those feelings. Yeah. And I, I think that's a term that we that we hear a lot and we throw around a lot. And you've you got to process it. Let me process that. It's a lot to process. Yeah. And, you know, what does process actually mean? And how how do you process it? You know, I think that's something that it's like a mystery experience that it sounds easy to say one needs to do it but what does that actually look like and I think at least for me it's it's being okay to sit in it you know allowing myself the the time allowing myself the the opportunity to sit in some of these difficult feelings and not be actively working at pushing them away or hurrying them away kind of like you said looking for people to make you feel better right sometimes you need to look to others or look to ways to allow you the opportunity to kind of sit in and let it wash over you I think we used the analogy in one of our other podcasts with the idea of you know if you're at the ocean and you're standing in the water and a giant wave is coming at you there's a difference between hunkering down a little and allowing it to go over you and standing there and flailing away to try and get away from it and having it knock you down and swirl you under the water and roll you around in the sand. I think there's a difference between resisting and trying to run from something when, in fact, it'll come and get you somewhere else and Mm -hmm. taking that opportunity to stand strong, kind of sometimes you have to duck down and and allow those difficult emotions to wash over you and fully experience them in order for it to pass and to realize that you're still standing, Mm -hmm. you're still in that same, you're still where you were, but you were able to endure that. And I think those experiences, having gone through them, are what are going to help you feel more secure when another difficult situation happens down the line but I think what you said about the difference between being an angry or frustrated sadness versus a more content and peaceful sad Mm -hmm. is a really powerful statement because I think you at no point are saying that you're done being sad and that's okay and there's no timeline there's no timeline on these difficult feelings or difficult emotions and there's times where You know, you can be having the greatest day and everything could be going your way and you can get a wave of sadness because a memory comes up or something, 
appears or triggers something. And rather than pushing that away, having the confidence and the, the security that you can allow that wash over you yeah. can help you, you know, attempt to tackle the next thing that comes up. And I think that's kind of the root of anxiety at times. I think everyone is that has experienced anxiety on some level, it's this fear you know, of what's, what, you know, fear of the unknown or fear of what's next. And I think the more you can show yourself that I can go through this and I'm going to come out and I'm still going to be okay. I'm not going to be thrilled and happy necessarily, but I'm going to be okay mm-hmm. is, is what's going to help you decrease some of those more intense feelings that go along with those emotions as you yeah. go along. So I hope that made sense. It did make sense. And, what I was thinking when you were talking is that we don't need to call friends to make us feel better. We need to call friends to make us feel. Yeah. So, and I have enough uh, psychology-minded people in my life <laughs> that that's what they did for me, including Kelly, my friend. Um, <laughs> so I think that was the key for me. Yeah, and and, you know, a lot of times we say, I don't know how much more I can take. I'm going to break. I, I can't do this anymore. But the answer is really, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you will. And you will get through it. You can do it. And you can take more. It's just well, it's the, more, the bottom yep. line. And the more we practice being flexible with the idea of allowing these emotions and, and difficult feelings, yes. it allows you to be more flexible to them. So if you think about... You know, if something is just standing rigidly in the wind with no, you know, no bendability at all. I don't know if bendability is a word, but we're going to go with it. Um, (laughs) And the wind comes, it's going to just knock it down. Right. But, you know, take a tree or take, you know, other things that can withstand, they they, they bend. There's, There's some flexibility there to allow the wind to kind of come through them or pass over them. It doesn't mean that they don't bend at all or that they're not impacted by it but it's not something that's going to completely break them or take them to the point of no return. So I think it's important to practice that with difficult emotions on a daily basis. So instead of doing things regularly for even small things like, oh, I need to have a drink, I need to partake in things that aren't necessarily going to allow you to feel things, but more so um, mask them or cover them up, Mm -hmm. you just go through them on a smaller scale so that your body yeah. and your mind is ready when something more significant happens, so that you are more prepared to not feel like you're always at the point of a breaking point or of a breakdown, those kinds of things. So I think practicing it on a smaller scale and just really tuning in with your body and your mind and kind of being more aware of it can really be helpful. Yes. And the truth is there's always going to be wind. There's always going to be wind in our lives. You know, life, life is never, for most people, life is never just pure joy. You know, there's always some wind. So, yeah, we need to practice to learn to bend with it um, and realize that it's not going to knock us over. And if it does knock us over, there's help. Um, correct. You know, there's help for that. But nine times out of ten, it's not going to knock us over, and we're going to realize our strength, and we're going to realize it is okay, like you said, to flow and bend and flex with the wind. Yeah, and I think also knowing that this is more of a, you know, 
processing uh, difficult emotions, part of that process is recognizing that there's nothing wrong with having them. You know, I think there's a misperception that if you're sad or you're angry or those things that it's a weakness or it's it's a negative thing. And so I think, like you said, having those support systems who can allow you that space to fully express them without mm-hmm. feeling any other extra layers of guilt or yes. insecurity. You know, you want to have that. And most of the time, you can get that from your family, your friends. But if it's a situation where you're being regularly responded to by those around you in such a way that's not allowing you that space, that would be the time to seek outside help, seek the you know, kind of seek the guidance of professionals, therapists, um, things like that, other community services so that you can kind of get, get a better gauge on where you're at. Yeah. So. And I found that a lot of times people, the people in our lives really have good intentions. They can't tolerate seeing us suffer, seeing us sad, seeing us in pain. And so they're trying to help by cheering us up. And I think we've all been there when you're feeling lousy and we don't want somebody to try to, you know, make us laugh or to try to give us all suggestions of how we can feel better. Well, you need to just do this. You, you know, they try to solve our problems and really we don't want that. It's annoying. You know, you just want somebody to say, yes, that must feel really crappy. You know, they, we just want them, it's cliche to say, validate our feelings, but we just want them to let us have our feelings and, and kind of understand them and, you know, be there to listen. Yeah, especially when you're, when they're new, you know, when they're, sur- when they're surfacing and they're, they're fresh and they're, they're starting, like as, a, you know, as I was using before the wave analogy, as that wave is coming, you know, you don't need someone yelling at you. Get out of the water. You can do this. Get on your surfboard. Doing, you know, that you don't want all of that. You need someone there sometimes to help show you the way, to kind of bend down with yeah. you, to realize that this is going to come over, and being there to support you in that, not necessarily to shield you from it or to try to make it go away. Um, because in all honesty, you know, no one's going to make these opportunities to experience these difficult emotions. No one's going to no one's going to be able to get that, take that away because these are your right. own unique experiences, your own life challenges or things like those that that present themselves. So there's no way to have these things taken away. And I think if we know and expect that that's a part of life, kind of circling back to where we started with the idea that there are just as many positive, joyful, happy emotions as there are difficult and challenging emotions, and those are all, we need both to be a whole person. Yes. Well said. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you. It is confusing when we say processing the emotion or processing what we're feeling and thinking. And I can give a concrete example of that, just a brief concrete example of this past week, what I was going through. A lot of it was grief. And... I don't want to give away too much information, but, you know, my father, I lost my mother three years ago. My father is getting remarried. And I was struggling with the thought of this new woman who is absolutely lovely moving into what we call my mother's house. (laughs) Um, 
and I had really had to, I had to allow myself that grief that brought up all sorts of grief and anger and sadness. And so I had to allow myself that. I had to feel it. I had to get angry about it. And then once I allowed some of that, then I tried to process. So that was processing the emotions. Then I had to process the thoughts that I was having. What is related to these emotions? What, of course, there's missing my mother. But the other part of it is even though logically I know it's not true, part of me was wondering if I feel like I'm betraying my mother by being mm. okay with somebody moving mm. into the house. And that part I really had to think through. And when I slowed down and I sort of talked to my mother in my mind, you know, no matter what your beliefs are, sort of talked to my mother in my own mind. And maybe it was my own voice saying this, or maybe it was her voice saying this. I'd like to believe it was her voice, but who knows? And, and I, I heard my mother saying to me, and maybe it was just my own voice saying it, but the voice said, I don't live in that house anymore. I live inside you. I live inside your brother. I live inside the grandchildren. So you don't need to worry about what's going on in that house because I live inside of you. And that I never would have had that thought in a million years if I hadn't taken the time. And this all happened on a walk, by the way, which also helped Mm. me feel and process Mm -hmm. and just having my body moving and being outside. And I don't think that would have occurred to me if I hadn't taken the time to really feel what I was feeling, question what I was feeling, challenge what I was feeling, explore what I was feeling to come up with that thought, which now really provides me comfort. So that's, that's beautiful. I think that's really powerful. And I, you know, I know it's, and I, I think it's important that we be vulnerable and to, share these stories because I think a lot of times, you know, people don't necessarily want to share some of those kind of deep, dark conversations they have or those feelings that they have. So I, you know, as your friend and your colleague, I just want to say thank you for sharing that because I think that really speaks to the process that you go through. And and I think that 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 was a really good way of explaining process. So thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. And not to say, and again, not to say that you won't continue to feel those emotions or feel those things, you know, the next time you visit the house or, you know, have a memory right. or something like that. These may return, but having gone through the experience that you just described, yes. well, hopefully, you know, the plan would be for that to then kind of lay the groundwork for you to make that road a little bit less difficult yes. to travel down. I think it will. Now that you've yes. had that that experience so exactly and i think our 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 natural response is to sort of try to push those emotions away emotions away try to push it away and keep walking forward Mm -hmm. Um, that's i think that's our natural instinct yeah so yeah well if we were in person and this wasn't a pandemic i would give you a hug give me a virtual hug i'm giving you a virtual (laughs) hug i'm taking your virtual hug wonderful Awesome. I hope it was helpful. Woo. All right. Well, I think that was that was a great, I think a great explanation of difficult emotions and and what to do with them. And I think we can apply those types of techniques and processes to any one of the many emotions and difficult things that we're going through as a result of what's happening yeah. around the world and in our local community. So I do look to our listeners to try to utilize some of those strategies in their day-to-day life. I will be working on some mindfulness 
meditation videos so that we can really start to practice that being aware of what's happening in our bodies and our thoughts um, and our feelings. And so look for those on our website. And we will see you next time on our podcast, Walking the Walk, where we look to help you one mile at a time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Walking the Walk, a podcast from Wellness Outside the Box. Please be sure to visit our YouTube channel for videos on meditation, mindfulness, yoga, and other topics related to the field. Visit our Instagram and Facebook pages or our website at www.wellnessoutsidethebox.com to check out our clinical offerings and other resources.